Final hour of the radio program here for us. Puck and Gas live from the Nickerson Street Saloon in Fremont, right by the Fremont Bridge. You can't miss it. Right on the corner, the only bar that's right on the corner of the Fremont Bridge. It stands alone. Historic bar, been here forever. Previously the 318 back in the day. When did it officially change names? 95, does that sound right? Uh, 94, 95, Right yeah. in that wheelhouse? Yeah, something like that. Uh, we're here for the 13th uh, annual Bob's Brown Ale release that will be taking place tomorrow. So we're kind of the warm-up show, the kickoff to that event uh, tomorrow when they will tap their first keg at 3 o'clock tomorrow, honoring again uh, the life of uh, Charles Bob Hirsch, who passed away back in 2005 at the age of 21. Georgetown has been putting this event on again. This will be the 13th year uh, that they have done this. 100% of the proceeds that Georgetown receives uh, goes to the Ronald McDonald House where uh, his family, Bob's family, stayed when they came down from Alaska for treatment at Seattle Children's Hospital. They celebrate it every year on his birthday, which is May 14th, uh, but they're doing it a couple of, uh, of days earlier uh, this year. In addition to the original Bob's Brown Ale that they have done every year, they have released three other versions of Bob's. They have a Bob's IPA a Sour Bob's, and a Coffee Bomb. So four different Bob's versions that will be tapped tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And I'm going to tell you, for you beer, you beer geeks out there, this, and I've had it because we, we were able to taste this last week at our Georgetown Brewery Tour, the Coffee Bob's and the Bob's IPA. The Bob's IPA is unbelievable. It, you, it's, it is unreal how good it is and i don't mind ipa but i'm not the connoisseur like that you are what makes a good ipa it, why it, is this unbelievable well, it is it's well hops and it's just the way that they've done it it is so it's so tasty the best thing about this one it's i think the good thing about an ipa to me is how flavorful it is right, right. that you're not just drinking just kind of your regular kind of generic you're beer. getting a lot in there no the doubt best thing about this the ipa they created for bombs mm. is that it's four percent it's a session ipa so, so, so somebody uh, like you who's got a drinking problem, yes. you can have many of them and yeah. not get all canned. Well, because your normal IPA, it's like over it's like, 6%, right, yeah, 7%. It's out of control you now. You stand up and you're like, yeah, this you thing, a loaf of bread in your stomach. Drink a million of these things and you're fine, but it is, it is so it's so flavorful. All right. Here's a question. Yeah. Why India Pale Ale? Do you know why they call it? I have no idea. I look at it as India. It's IPA is India Pale Ale, Maybe right? the first of the hops, the first beer was made in India? I, I don't know. I'm wondering. Yeah. Why, I, this is I a, don't know. This is a great question for uh, Manny when he joins us at 1230. Well, and even lunch with listeners could yes, contribute, right, via, via social media. They could tell us. I just don't Perfect. know. I'm not sure. Let's ask it. We'll ask the 49451. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, what, what IPA? Indian Pale Ale. Why do they call that? 49451 on the Heritage Distilling text line. A text that in right now. Lunch with listeners brought to you by, of course, the Other Coast Cafe. Uh, great spot, great sandwich shop in Ballard, Queen Anne, and Capitol Hill. Doors are open here at the Nickerson Street Saloon right now. Come on by. Uh, say hi to uh, Gas and myself uh, here until 1 o'clock. Ian will be here from uh, 1 uh, to 3. Uh, Nickerson has uh, hosted this event every single year. Uh, they do they donate 100% of their proceeds from selling Bob's to the Ronald McDonald House as well. So big thanks to uh, Chris Gerke, the owner, also Chris Martino, uh, who is the manager. Uh, Gerke will join us uh, coming up at 12:30 as well, along with Manny and then Vanessa from the Ronald McDonald House uh, will stop on by as well. Live auction items tomorrow. We talked about a poker party with Manny and Roger at the brewery. Walter Jones, Manny will give you a tour of the brewery, brewery and a hangout session. Uh, Cliff Averill and in studio experience uh, with him, a VIP for four to Seahawks training camp, a Seahawks game day for two with sideline passes on September 23rd. ton of great stuff they're going to be auctioning off uh, tomorrow uh, here at the Nickerson Street Saloon. Again, the event will start at 3 o'clock. All money, all proceeds going 
uh, to the Ronald McDonald House. Have you seen this alligator that walked on a golf course in South Carolina? Well, not until you showed me, yes. Uh, when you showed me earlier today, I, I had seen it, and it's quite scary. I <laughs> would run for my life if I saw an alligator on a golf course. It honestly looks like it might have just eaten a VW bus. Yeah, It's yeah. that big. Its stomach uh, is so... And there's a whole family of deer that are not freaked out by it, so they clearly have coexisted. But, I mean, if this wow. thing decided it was hungry, the deer would be, oh, I mean, the one little baby deer, I was like, run, Where is this? This is a golf course where? Fripp Island, South Carolina, which I'm crossing off my list of I will of never places. go there. You know, you're talking about your bucket list? Yeah. This is now on my bucket list of places I never want to go when I see the size uh, of this Correct. Monster. I will never right? be playing golf down there in South Carolina. Right. No, no I, would, I will play in South Carolina, but you tell Just, me Fripp Island? No, I don't want to be any part of this. Yeah, you know, I, I played my, uh, my uncle, my aunt and uncle had a place in North Carolina for a while, and I used to go through there on the road uh, when I was covering James Madison. We, we stopped okay. through there. And I always play, and, and they'd always they'd warn you, so there's lots of you know alligators, and, and I'm like, what? There's what? There's alligators. Gonna, that's, a, that's a hard pass for me, Gas. That's a hard pass. I don't think we ever saw one, or if we did, we were far away. But this thing, it is, it is. I, I saw it over at Deadspin. If you want to take a look at it, it's the largest thing. I just can't imagine seeing it and thinking, all right, I, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm going to let I'm him selling my house for a dime on the dollar, and I'm moving somewhere where there's not alligators. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, also, let, let's. Uh, this only means this only this is only news to us, but that's okay. But you we hear you hear us talk about her all the time. Jenny from the block. That's what we like to call her here right. on the radio oh, station. How about this news? Uh Jenny is our promotions director, a wonderful gal. Uh Jenny who is uh is on uh has just had her baby girl this morning. So shout out to uh, Jenny and Mark Blakely Glenn arrived this morning, six forty eight. She's a little over seven pounds. Wow. A little chunky. Not 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 as uh, not like yesterday's uh, winner though. <laughs> no, uh, go, uh, the baby, Jenny and the baby are doing well. So uh, just I wanted to do a quick shout out to Jenny and Mark. Uh, unbelievable uh, time of their lives. Congratulations to Jenny. I, I, I always want to hear the announcement say yeah, the, the mom and the baby are doing fine. Dad passed out in the middle of the whole thing and has, has a concussion and is just. Oh. Mm. What uh, what did you say? Blakely Glenn. Blakely Glenn. G L Y N N. Yep. That's a great name. Yeah, there you Good go. for her. That's fantastic. Beautiful. Going to be a beautiful. Knowing the parents, that's going to be a beautiful kid. Get that kid a meter. We need all the ratings we can get. I'm yeah. telling you, man. Get that kid listening to the right station. There we go. All right. So here, I wanted to bring this up. Now, this we've done this topic before, and I love this guy. He's on with Softy throughout the college football season. I follow him. I read him religiously. But this is the you know we you don't agree with everything someone writes, and that's okay. He's not, well, you wrote this, you're an idiot now. <laughs> so John Wilner, who does, a, I think, a great job for covering the Pac-12, for the San Jose Mercury News. He's been doing it for years. And the Wilner hotline, and he has established himself, really, in when you talk Pac-12 football, it's kind of the voice of Pac-12 football. And he does this hotline, this newsletter, uh, every single week. He's got, got great information on the conference. He's way ahead of it in terms of like the TV deal stuff. He started this last year, and this is where I disagree with him. He started this campaign last year that he feels that the, the Pac-12 and their fan base and their schools can no longer complain about their schools being left out of the college football playoff because the conference doesn't do enough for their elite programs to put them in position to be able to, to be one of those teams at the end of the year. And he said, you don't find this in the SEC, you don't find it in the Big 12, in the Big 10, in the ACC. 
those conferences, they recognize their meal tickets. They're Alabamas and the Clemsons and Ohio States and Michigan. So they build the schedule yes. for those teams in the conference to make it as reasonable as possible and not put them in. Because last year, what was the thing? The, the Huskies had like a Friday night game after a Saturday night game. Yes. I mean, and, and that, frankly, that does seem pretty stupid. I, I, I agree with you. The, the Pac-12 in particularly, you know, it reached absurd proportions last year when the Huskies had a game on a Friday night that was preempted for 25 minutes by a NASCAR truck race. Right. Now, I'll say I enjoyed the truck race, frankly. Oh, I, thought you, it was, yeah, I right. got a big kick, and I got a big kick out of how, how and then when it ended, and they go, no, they're contractually obligated. They have to do an interview with the guy in victory lane. Yeah. I loved all that. But again, that was really that was an example of the Pac-12 at its worst. Sure, that that this ever even happened, and that there's not any kind of reasonable backup plan. Look, sports is unpredictable. You're going to have things like that. You got to have a backup plan. Anyway, of, this is so one now. of the situations last year, and everyone, you know, one of their two losses was to Arizona State and Tempe. And Arizona State, and his point is, you can't have Washington or a school like Washington. And really, this is just Washington and USC. They're the two premier programs in the conference right now. Mm -hmm. And really, Washington right now is, is at the top. They're the favorite. They are the they're, top they're, dog. They are the, the team that favor the most that's going to play in the college football playoff. Number four ranking nationally right now Absolutely. for whatever a ranking in May means. A, a, spring, a spring ranking. Right, yeah. All right? They're going to have a legitimate shot to be playing for a chance to be one of the four. And, you know, remember, and I remember this was actually, I remember watching this game at the Ronald McDonald House Gala. In the bar at the the Sheraton with Manning and all of his Husky friends, as they're they're there's agonizing over Arizona State about to beat Washington. I'm the only one going. Come on, Sun Devils! Come on, Todd Graham! You sneaky son of a gun! They ended up losing that game, and Arizona State was coming off a bye. Now he so he went through the schedule. He did a deep dive into the schedule this year, um, and he looked at their schedule this year and coming up this year. This time they're on the Washington will visit UCLA on October 6th, then plays in Eugene on October 13th. That uh, the Ducks will have been off for 13 days. So they're playing back-to-back -back road games and the second road game yes. is against a team that has just come off a bye. Yes. So he's saying it's unfair mm -hmm. that the conference needs to step in and and he cites also Oregon State has something similar later in the year. His point, which I agree with, Oregon State doesn't have a shot in hell playing for a national championship. Right. Washington does. But his point is, listen, the SEC takes care of Alabama and Georgia and LSU and Ohio State and Michigan are taken care of in the Big Ten. That the Pac-12, if they want to have a team, to have a viable chance to play for one of the four slots, that the Pac-12 has got to be able to step in and say, no, Washington can't play that schedule. You've got to... He wants to, and listen, I don't think you disagree with this because this is what he's saying. John Wilner's point is the conference needs to step in to make it easier for Washington to play in the title. Game, or, right? or, that's or, what he's saying. I don't know if it's make it easier. Well, of course them, it is. If that's it's why he wants them not to play a team coming off a bye. He wants them to have the same schedule right. opportunities that every other team in their division but has. You no agree, other, no other you, conference does sure, this. But would you agree these, he wants the conference to make it easier for Washington? Make it the same for them as it is for every other team. Is what he wants. Yeah. yeah, technically easier than they have it right now. But I, I don't see it as, hey, you know, look, easier would be, hey, we're going to make them play all their games at home. You, this is saying, look, nobody else has to do this. So if you're the Pac-12 and it behooves you to get a team into that championship sure. playoff, why not set your schedule the way other conferences do where you don't make your favorite play back-to-back -back road games with the second one coming against a team that has a 13-day a, a cushion there? I, mean, I kind of agree with him. 
if other and and more than this, more than this thing, because this is nitpicking. I agree with you. They just got to expand the playoff. They got to get more teams oh, in sure. there so this kind of stuff doesn't become an I, issue. I, listen, and, and I know what the exact argument's going to be. You're just saying this because you're a Cougar fan, and I and I get uh, that. No, I see what I you're know, saying. I know, I, I know what exactly what it's going to be. I, I think it's ludicrous. They didn't lose to Arizona State because Arizona State had 13 days to prepare for a while. They lost because their quarterback couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat in the game. That, and, and their offensive coordinator, who's now the new head coach at Oregon State, forgot how to call a game plan and didn't give the ball off to their running backs that were pounding them. Now, That's why they lost the game, and their defense couldn't stop a one-dimensional team. Now, how, yeah. how did having 13 days to prepare for Washington I, – I mean, Washington knew what they were getting into with Arizona State. I, I just right. think that – I get that other schools do this, but my God, I mean, we <laughs> – we sure nitpick and bitch and moan about a lot of stuff in well, this conference. But every other school, every other power conference, you know, he went through, right? Well, Didn't he go through all of them well, and none well, of them well, have this No, scenario. but I mean, okay, this is, it's only Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. It's only three teams. So they're just picking the three best teams in the conference. I mean, it, didn't he do it though with the Big Ten teams too? Well, okay, Ohio State, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and Oklahoma is the one team in the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, and then Notre Dame with Independent, and then Clemson and Florida State. Well, those teams aren't going to every single year be playing for one of the four spots. No, they're not. But, I mean, I think the point being that if the other conferences are thinking about this, then the Pac-12 should also be thinking about it. Now, I agree with you on the Arizona State thing, up two, and then disagreeing with you on, look, 13 days is a big advantage. Now, everybody has to go through that at some point. But I wouldn't discount that as being one of the reasons. Now, they did. You're right. All the other stuff that happened that day happened. But I think that, you know, having, having that extra week, most coaches will tell you that's awesome. You know, now some coaches will say it's bad because you get flat. So, but in this case, where he's saying schedule-wise, the Pac-12 should look at, and he's not just saying it because it's Washington. He's saying whoever you consider your top teams he's, are, and that's fair because he, he lumped in USC was kind of a, was in the conversation last year. Yeah. It's not just a Washington thing. You're right. Yeah. Washington just happens to be the best and, team in the conference. And, and right, and if we're talking about Colorado, you might not even notice this story. This there is some Cougar pride. Getting well, I mean, here. it's a story because it's local. Right, right. I, that's true. That's true. I, I th- I don't think there's anything and wrong. And I don't want Washington to have any advantage. I to know play in the I, final I know four. how you feel. I'd like them to no. So my idea for John and for others, let's let I agree. Let's make it easier. Not easy. So, make it make sure. it make it fair. No, Level want, it off the no, way it is with every other league. I, I want to go a step further. Okay. Washington only gets to play at home uh-huh. in all conference games, uh-huh. and to appease John and Dick Baird, they only play at twelve thirty. Let's make it as well, easy as, easiest as possible for Washington to get in. Yeah. So only home games. Yeah. So the Blue Hairs can get up and get over there yeah. and get home at a reasonable time you, before you, Matlock starts. You, you can add me to that list. Yes. I don't have blue hair. I love a 1230 yeah. start. I so love it. Only Let's home start games. it at 815 on Halloween night and wonder why nobody's there. So Gosh. Let's get Jen on the phone and she can talk to Larry. We only want well, no, home games at 1230. This is the thing. Could we, could we possibly turn you away from your not unreasonable... Uh, a husky stance. Uh, if we could get uh, uh, Jen to allow you to sit in the athletic director's box for a game, if you could be her guest, would that? I'm not saying you start rooting for oh. the Huskies, but would that, you know, oh. how, what would that mean to you? I'll be head to toe in purple. Yeah. What does she want? I'll yeah. do anything. Yeah. See, right there. That's I'll be, good. I'll be. What's the dog? What's the mascot? I. Uh. uh well, there's. I mean, what's uh, the name of the mascot? Sun Dodger, King what? Redoubt, whatever. Dobbs. Dobbs. That's right. Yeah. Dubs, a little puppy. Yeah. He's a good-looking dog. I'll dress up as a mascot. Why'd they ever go away from the Sun Dodgers? That would have been the know. greatest nickname in history. I'll dress up as the mascot. I don't disagree. I, I think Wilner is on target here. He said if other conferences are making this a priority, the Pac-12's dumb not to also make it a priority so you are competing as much on the same level as you can be. 
Sports is sports. You play whoever you play, yeah. whenever, whenever, what what environment you play in, whether you're coming off a week or, or two weeks. But uh, whatever. I'm, I just uh, I don't want Washington to have an advantage. Well, I, that, that's that really I the get. The day. My brothers and I have this argument all the time because my brothers are these two dopey oh, We've got to root for the conference. The hell, we're, I'm not rooting for Ohio State. You know how often <laughs> Ohio State has humiliated me and ruined my Saturday? I want Ohio oh. State to get beat by somebody by a billion points. Oh, I agree with I've you. never bought into that whole conference oh, conference pride. I don't buy into that yeah. for one second. No, neither do I. I do buy into the idea that, look, if the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big 12 are scheduling their games right. in a certain manner, to, if you want to say make it easier or make it, you know, make it reasonable, however you want to put it, well, then the Pac-12 should be thinking about the same thing. And I'm just saying, let's not stop there. <laughs> well, Only I, home games at 1230. <laughs> well, I, I'm 100% in favor of that, too. So, I mean, we're on the same page there. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, Furness will join the radio program. Uh, we will talk uh, more in depth. We'll talk to Manny from Georgetown. Also, uh, we'll catch up uh, with Chris Gerkes, the owner of Nickerson Street Saloon. Hopefully, uh, Vanessa from the Ronald McDonald House. And uh, we'll preview tomorrow's big event here at the Nickerson Street Saloon as they unveil Bob. Bob's Brown Ale for the 13th year, 3 o'clock, raising money for the Ronald McDonald House. Doors are open. Lunch is being served uh, right now. Come on by Nickerson Street Saloon right by the Fremont Bridge. Uh, Great lunch specials, great beer. Come on by. Say hi to the gas man. Say hi to Manny. Say hi to Slickhawk, who's your sales guy, Max. Terry Ryan, he'll chew your ear off. He'll tell you why all home games at 1230 is the way to go. For Larry Scott. More from the Nickerson Street Saloon coming up. Um. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining Sports Talk. Welcome back to the Nickerson Street Saloon. Puck and Gas here. Furness is here as well. We're here at the Nickerson Street Saloon. Georgetown Brewery will unveil their Bob's Brown Ale coming up tomorrow. 13 years uh, that they have produced this uh, fine event. Uh, we're setting up Manny right now. How are you? Got the headsets good? Oh, it's good. Yeah, you were a little loud there. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say, that. he put the headphones on and he looked like he was at a doctor's exam. He's like, yeah. okay, okay, i got to do something here. Please. i got a little hangover. I'm sorry, boys. Uh, you? Come on. <laughs> All right, so 13 years uh, in the honor of uh, Bob Hirsch, Charles Bob Hirsch, uh, age of 21, passed away back in 2005. Uh, Chris Gerke here is uh, uh, here as well. Oh, no, he can have the – oh, there you go. Uh, Chris, the uh, owner here of the Nickerson Street Saloon, 13 years, all proceeds go into the Ronald McDonald House. The event starts tomorrow. We're kind of the warm-up band, 3 o'clock. You guys will tap the first keg, and you're saying that I screwed it up. <laughs> you screwed everything up. God almighty. <laughs> so the IPA that I told you about, because the, the, you, you introduced three new beers. Uh, besides, besides, yeah, besides the regular beers. Yeah, so right. four total. Correct. There's a sour, Correct. an IPA, and, uh-huh. then a, and a chocolate stout, a coffee. Chocolate with coffee, yeah. yes. And I thought, I was telling mm, everyone that coffee. we had the IPA last week. No. And it was 4%, but I got it all wrong. That no. was something totally different. You were drinking too much oh. of the other one that wasn't 4%. So I was double-fisted. That's something like that. Oh, that was an experimental beer. Well, okay, that experimental right. beer. So all that hype I have, all yeah. that hype I made for Wrong. It, can you make sure that beer, though, <laughs> does hit, hit the stores at some point? Because that was unbelievable. It is good. But we can't. It, we have all these experimental hops in that beer, and we can't like make it again. I have no oh, idea how was, we're going to do it. It was so. I'm sorry. Um, you and Ian have, have been working together for so long yeah. uh, with with uh, with this charity, the Ronald McDonald House. And when it go, just tell the story uh, one more time. We told it earlier about how you got started with Bob's yeah. Brown Ale and in uh, your relationship uh, with Bob. Yeah, I, I used to be a counselor over at Camp Good Times, which is a camp for uh, kids with cancer, and. Um, I worked with the 16 and 17-year-olds, and 
was trying to prepare, prepare them for uh, being a counselor or a leader and met Bob. He was in remission at the time. Um, he was doing good. He had cancer first when he was 11 years old. Um, and then after camp, when he turned 18, he, he went back. He, had, he, he got his cancer back, uh, came to Seattle for treatment, uh, was living in Green Lake with his mom. They had to move from Juneau, Alaska. And he, he would call me up, and we'd go hang out and go catch movies. We read the Lance Armstrong book together. We hung out, you know. Um, and it was tough, you know, for him to, to be back away from his friends. His father had passed away the year before in a car accident. I mean, it was pretty tragic for the entire family. Bob kicked cancer that year. Uh, then when he was 20 years old, he relapsed again and got him right after his 21st birthday. So, um, you know, talked to his brother right after that happened, right after, right after Bob passed away. And his, his brother Ken said, hey, Manny, would you uh, be interested in naming your next beer after Bob? And we said, you know, absolutely. I talked to Roger about it, and we said, this sounds like a great idea. And we talked to Bob's mom, and we said, you know, we want all the proceeds to go to a charity that you choose. So why don't you pick it? And she chose the Ron McDonald House because it, it's such an amazing place that treated them uh, wonderful, wonderfully when they came down to Seattle for treatment. So we've been doing this for 12 years now. <laughs> 12 years. Yeah. This is, Can you believe how, how much time flies? Yeah, we're getting close to a million bucks, so help us uh, wow. get around the corner. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year, year after we'll, we'll yeah. get there. And then, of course, he ends in, and Chris uh, Gerke yeah. is here as well, the uh, the owner of Nickerson Street Salute. Who wants to be a radio star at some point? <laughs> Ian, you've been looking, what he's looking for is he's looking for the old gas man bar tab. Which yeah, is probably allegedly there is a bar tab that, that is that is that is, is going to be paid off at some point. Did I get this right yesterday? And you'd be amazed how many times I asked this question of people. Hey, did I when I said this yesterday was I right? You guys, you started at FX McCrory's, right? Weren't you at FX when I first came to town in '91? Weren't you a bartender there? You are correct, Mike. And and that's where we met. That's where we met. And then met. you came out here, and you got mixed blessing, and you came out here and opened this joint, and it's been Ugh. once it's '95. Actually, I think I got fired from FX, but that's a whole other story. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> that's how Mick blessed you. Uh, yeah, so I had to open the place. Yeah. They had no, no other jobs. So. Mick kicked you out. He yeah. blessed you. He yeah. got you out. You, you might still be down there. Wonder it is where the only is job I've ever been fired for, though. <laughs> but that's okay. It's so, a great run. How, how long? When did you, when did you uh, guys? 1995. So we just had our Michael Jordan, LeBron James birthday in wow. March. So wow. look at that. It was good. 23 years. Um, so that's actually good news for me because I think I owed some money from the old 318. That's good. We still we kept your tab, so it's well, still it was, up there. I had a friend so, kind of destroy. They're going to present it to you at one o'clock. We had, we, we had an issue in here one night with some pool balls. A couple guys knocking my fiance in the head with a pool stick, oh, and God. my buddy Francis chasing him out the door. So anything that was broken that night, I'll give you his name later on. And yeah. my apologies. No, but that no was back worries. in '92. So. That's a good pool ball story because the last time we had that, that was Brian Schmetzer who is now the coach of the Sounders, there was a pool ball incident, but that's a, another show. Oh, so. That might have been him oh, that night. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. It might have been the I same. I had an issue with him when he was in Hale anyway, so yeah. that might have been it. Yeah. So, but, so the event starts tomorrow, and again, 3 o'clock, right. and, and Manny, you, you, you guys did something different this year. You always have brewed Bob's Brown Ale, right. Right. but but you mentioned it. You've you, three additional beers uh, as well that I screwed up earlier. Yeah, but, let me correct you on But that. again, tell all of our listeners the beers that will be available tomorrow starting at 3 o'clock. Okay, we have traditional Bob's Brown Ale. We have Bob's IPA, not the one that Puckett's talking about. Yeah, yeah, six, yeah 6 percent. Yeah. So it'll still get you. Uh, we have a sour coming in at about five percent, which is awesome. Uh, and then we uh, we made a coffee brown uh, with a little bit of chocolate in there from Theo Chocolate and uh, Gusto Crema oh. Coffee from Cafe Umbri. It's gonna awesome. be delicious. Uh, that is awesome. And uh, and again, we'll start at three o'clock. He'll be starting. Uh, we'll be starting his show today uh, at one o'clock. 
And again, the the proceeds, Ian. You you think about it. You know, yeah, you and awesome. I with with kids, and and you think about that never having to get the news delivered to you that no. your kid is has to go to Seattle Children's Hospital, and then from out of state, and then they do and their job. wonderful job. No, they do, they do such a, they do such a great job. I went out there. You know, I remember the first time I went out there after we had done some stuff. I think up at the sport restaurant or, or when we first met. Right. And uh, yeah, it's it's it tugs at the heartstrings to see the kids out there. And and uh, I think what you guys do is so is just awesome. The fact that Nickerson every year has had. The, the party on Saturday, I had to tell people, is a blast. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if it can rival what Gas and you probably did at FX back in the early days of, of KJR, but... <laughs> I was being here one night when Tuba Palooza comes rolling through. <laughs> exactly. I'm still, I've still got my, my ears are ringing from that. But if you're cruising around, it's going to be beautiful tomorrow. Come outside, the patio's open. They've got a couple different places where you can buy the beer, and they got uh, T-shirts and everything, right? Yeah, we have All some those, awesome raffle items. Yeah, raffle year. items we've talked about. I know Puck's talked yeah, about that yeah. today, too. And I, what you guys do here at the Nickerson, I know you're building up, right, but you're going to Still be in business after a while. We're still going to be here. Yeah. Yep. Um, high rise. What? High rise. Two story high He's, rise. I think it's going to be tower. like four hey, stories. I yeah. panicked. I drove by here when I first saw the for use, you know, or the planning sign yeah. out there. I went, wait a second. Like whether it was a three one eight or the Nickerson, this is an iconic institution yeah. on the corner by the Fremont Bridge. You can't, but it's still going to be in business. So people, are, we are still going to be here. So okay. and it's not happening anytime soon. It's more like a prison. Well, not at this city council. Two to ten. Do so, it, uh, your oh, your chances of getting anything done are zero. <laughs> but talk about for both of you the, yes. the proceeds for for every beer that is sold That's and right. the money that goes back to the Ronald McDonald House, and then tie in what the relationship here because twelve of the, this will be the eleventh year that's been at the Nickerson. You guys right? have done every 12. year but one, right? Thirteen, right? So we've done 12. I don't know. I get now we're yeah, doing math 12. on the air. Yeah. Don't do good. math on the air. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Our first year, there was a, a foot race at the end of the night with Gerke and Matt Connolly. Who won? Uh, Mr. Connolly well, won. Conley, that was at 2 in the morning. He yeah. came out of the blocks. It was a false start, yeah. though. Yeah. And then we a, looked at the tape. And then he then definitely a, was out early. There was a pull-up contest, was, too, right? They called it an inquiry. Uh, yeah, pull-up contest. I got close. But tell me about the... second. About the proceeds, man, that goes to Ron McDonald House, and then yep. the special relationship you guys have with Nickerson. Well, Chris and I have a very special relationship. <laughs> As I stare at him. Yeah. No. We've, We've been, been buddies eyes. for a long time. Yeah. You know, I, I used to work for another brewery that I'm not going to mention, and uh, these guys yeah, these guys were really, really nice to me when I first started selling beer. So when we started Georgetown, Roger and I, we came to Chris and Chris over here and said, hey, guys, we're starting a brewery. Would you guys mind supporting us? And right from the get-go, they put Manny's on tap. And it's been there ever since. It's been awesome. And so when we started doing this Bob's thing, I mean, I don't know how we got started talking about it, but Chris just wanted to get involved. He wanted to help out because he's got a big heart. He's just a good guy. Oh, so bless your heart. Every man. single Thank year you. he's been helping out. So every, for, for, for again, Chris, uh, the owner at Nickerson Street Saloon, every pint that you guys sell, and everyone, everyone's got a similar deal across, across the city, but this is the one place where, again, 100% of the sales of Bob's will, will go right back to the Ronald McDonald. Yeah, it's such a great charity, and it's going to be a great time. Um, the weather's going to be perfect tomorrow, mm. so definitely come on out and see us. Yeah, we got a band and everything. Creeping time. It's going to be awesome. And, Manny, on behalf of everyone in the city who has come to you and asked for help, yeah. you know, the, the philanthropy community, we need people with, with, with a big reach and all that. You, what, what you've done down there to create this great beer, this great brewery, and then to take it one step further and say, why don't we tie ourselves to as many community organizations as we can? You guys don't say no all that often, and it's, uh, it's really cool. It's an inspiration to see what you're doing with the platform you've been given business-wise to help others. That's, 
awesome. This is just one example of many that you're involved in, and, and I, for one, really salute you for it. Thank you, and uh, thank you guys. You guys are always so supportive of everything that we do, and, and I really appreciate it. Speaking that. of that, Ian and I have a couple segments we'd like sponsored uh, in the fall. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> that we There's have, two we cougars to, like, over there. Tournament first, when, see how many <laughs> gift cards they give out? Yeah. We've had our issues over the years, and, and so that's we'll a, see. That's a tie-in, too, because later this year, Ian, your golf tournament, Mayor Maple June Valley. June 15th, yeah. June, yeah 15th. June 15th, we're doing that, and same thing, uh, Registration starts Tuesday, by the way, Tuesday. Okay. Uh, and I remember the first year we did that. I know we got to get to break, but, Gash, you'll appreciate this. Puck and I might have had one or two too many uh, prior to the, the golf event. You don't say. And uh, it feels like a lot like the old tournaments you guys put on. And Manny brought a stack of, of uh, gift cards out there for everybody who beat us. And I, we were both decent golfers, and I thought there'd be enough hacks out there. We should be fine. As I started giving them away, and, and Manny says, um... How bad were you guys today? Awful. <laughs> Needless to say, we had to go back to the well and go back down and get a few more that day. But we've, we've improved since then. We've improved. Sometimes. We're taking Sometimes. lessons. <laughs> uh, got, got George Alberica. We never get a raise. How come? Because yeah, yeah. he and a puck keep losing everybody on the golf taking all their, all their gift cards. Again, tomorrow it starts. The first uh, the keg is snapped at 3 o'clock tomorrow. 3 o'clock tomorrow. 3 o'clock tomorrow. Bob Brownell, there will be four of them. Live auction items tomorrow. You have a poker party with Manny and Roger at the brewery. And, the, and how many people can be involved here in this poker party? Uh, I think we usually have like six to eight. Okay. Yeah. Chris Martino does all the food. Yeah. Awesome. It's just great, like steaks, sandwiches. It's beautiful. So yeah. They get poker. They get to talk about beer. Yep. They get a tour of the brewery. Right. All of that. In all you can drink. All you can. Oh, good. Over there. That's, that's worth it. And then also <laughs> you have oh, you and some guy named Walter Jones. Yeah, some little guy. Walter Jones and Manny will give you a tour of the brewery and also a hangout session. So you got to talk to the guy yep. who, I, who is one of the owners of, I, I would say, the best brewery in the state oh, and then the you. best left tackle in the history of the NFL. Definitely in the history of the NFL. That's awesome. Walter Jones has been awesome. He is such a big supporter of all the charities that we're doing. Uh, he's going to be here tomorrow night. So Sweet. Yeah, come on out. And uh, hopefully you'll get to shake his hand. He's a good man. And then we'll also do give away an in-studio experience uh, uh, with Cliff Averill. When, uh, he starts the show later this year, July 9th. Cliff Averill, an in-studio experience with Cliff uh, and myself. And also VIP for four to Seahawks training camp. Yep. A Seahawks game day for two with sideline passes on September 23rd. Thank you, John uh, and Tracy Schneider. A Russell Wilson signed jersey. A Steve Largent signed football. A signed poster from Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm missing anything. I, and Jason, if you buy the van this weekend, I will throw in another thousand dollars to the Ronald McDonald House. Chris Gerke trying to get me to buy his Westfield. I'll buy it. You just got to lower the price, Chris, and then the deal, the deal is yours. <laughs> Does this just have to be Jason, or if you can sell it to anybody this weekend, you'll kick it? Oh, a oh I'll kick it in jail. Yeah, yeah if you buy the pressure's on. Well, there you go. There now well, let's get it's that parked out sold. front. Come on. You guys drive by the Nickerson. Why don't you just right have, what you have let's, just, let's raise money. How, how much money will someone spend for what it this weekend? What do I have to do, sir, to get you into this idea. van? I've got that? a van out here. There's a, what do I have to do to get you into it? There's a white Westphalia, and it's a synchro. It you is can't, a synchro. There's like 6,000 of these it's things. It's like made. a unicorn. You need to come yeah. down to the Nickerson and check it out. Manny, congratulations. Again, another great event. Thanks, You've been great with us. Chris, you're awesome. I'm not Thanks sure what you're contributing to tomorrow, uh, other well, than laughs. Uh, probably no. a lot of drinking. So a lot of drinking. Good. But it's awesome what you guys do here at the Nickerson. The Nickerson Street Saloon, right here by the Fremont Bridge. Uh, bridge. You can't miss it. It's an institution here uh, in Seattle. Thank you guys so much. All right, coming up next, uh, Vanessa from the Ronald McDonald House, who we work with a lot. She's going to stop on by. And all this money we're going to raise tomorrow, Vanessa... 
She's going to put a face on it. Where does that money go? Uh, she'll probably give you a little, little teary-eyed of Vanessa for the Ronald McDonald House as we close out the show coming up next. Hot com. Now back to Puck It in the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Hi, welcome back to the Nickerson Street Saloon. Uh, Puck with you. We've, uh, we've let uh, we cut gas uh, loose to get, get some lunch. Ian's with you. With me as well. Is that He'll what you call lunch? Show. Yeah, lunch. <laughs> lunch. He'll start here at uh, 1 o'clock. If you think lunch is uh, in a glass, uh, <laughs> Vanessa's here from the Ronald McDonald House. Who occur- Again, this event tomorrow, Bob's Brown Ale, the 13th year of it, uh, the Georgetown uh, fundraiser. They uh, produce a beer every single year in honor of their friend, Bob Hirsch. All proceeds going to the Ronald McDonald House. And Vanessa works for the Ronald McDonald House. And if you notice, I asked her, hey, what'd you just wrap up? She just wrapped up the men in kilts, right, Vanessa? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You remember being invited back for the Men in Kilts calendar <laughs> shoot? I mean, we had wait, one shot, and wait, then wait. she said, never do I, again. Do I remember invited back? Invited back? No. no yeah. Apparently not. No. Nobody. We had one shot, and yeah. she determined after seeing us. Who did we follow that day? Brad Evans. Sound? Brad Evans. Taking his shirt off. Brad Evans taking his shirt off. Everyone in there falling over yeah. fl- and just, like, passing out how he's like an adult. It was you, me, and Brewer. Jerry yeah. Brewer. Yeah. And Brad Evans taking his shirt and off. I mean, Weird I, we haven't been asked back. I couldn't even get the kilt around me. I asked, do you have a kilt, like a shower curtain kilt? Yeah. They said no. It's made by Omar, the tent maker. Yeah. That was, yeah, we haven't been asked back. Brad Evans yeah. took his shirt off, and we were done at yeah, that point. That was it. Uh, you guys KJ Wright, I think, did too that year, remember? Yeah. It was like all these guys taking their oh, shirts off, and it's like, yeah. and then the radio guys are like, eh, They're like, this is why you're in radio. Yeah, uh, tell, exactly. tell us why. I mean, obviously, you guys are excited to be a part of the Ronald McDonald House, and and, and again, the amount of money, they raised about $100,000 uh, last year for this, uh, Vanessa. The, it's only, it's about $30 a night for a family to mm-hmm. stay at the Ronald McDonald House. For, right. for those who may be unfamiliar with the story, uh, tell us what the fine folks do over there. Well, at the Seattle Ronald McDonald House, we provide a home away from home for families whose children are being treated for serious illness at Children's Hospital. So... If they're coming from far away, um, they don't have anywhere to stay, they're worried about their kids, they don't have the money to pay for a hotel, um, we make sure that they have a warm and safe place to be uh, for the duration of the child's treatment. And really, I think the big thing there is that you know when, when you're going through something catastrophic like that type yeah. of diagnosis, and we have this world-class hospital out here, and people, they save lives, but they I, I couldn't even imagine, fathom having to pay for a hotel for weeks on end while your while your son or daughter goes through treatment and you know for people I've, i always kind of describe it it's like a it's not a house it's more like a residence in it's mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. the feel it's big it's there's some great common areas out there yeah. uh there's a lot of uh, how do you want to say uh, fellowships maybe not the right word but a lot of a lot of bonding goes on between the families yeah. a lot of i think there's a lot of opportunities for people to kind of lean on each other out there as well absolutely i think that that is the one thing well one of the biggest things that sets it apart from having to stay in a hotel. Yeah. I mean, you've got um, 48 other families just in the one building that are going through something similar to you. You might be in the kitchen at 2 a.m. drinking coffee, um, bonding over coming from the same state, the same city, having the same diagnosis. Right. It's a community that even as staff, you know, we can't provide. They, we get them together, and it just happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, and that I think that's probably the most important thing. It's yeah. you take care of families, families take care of each other. Yeah, is is exactly. how I always look at it. And the house started back in 1983, about 20 rooms. Now 80 families can be served uh, 
per night. You mentioned this before. Majority of the patients come from Washington, Alaska, Montana, and I know you have sure. a new one up in Alaska as well. We do. We have a house at the Alaska Native Medical Medical Center in Anchorage. Oh wow, great! Yeah, so that's got 34 rooms. So our total is 114 with Anchorage and Seattle, which takes a lot of pressure off the folks coming down from Alaska because this this house did serve Alaska as well, right? This house does serve Alaska, and interestingly enough, continues to serve the same population that came down. So we see a different population in the Alaska mm. house. A lot of high-risk pregnancies, women coming okay. from outlying villages, and then pediatric patients. Oh. So uh, 28,000 nights of housing each year. 450 plus families served yeah. uh, annually. You mentioned before it's it's more like a yeah it's more like a residence inn. I mean you have a you have your own bedroom, you have two beds, a private mm-hmm. bath, you've got a telephone, you've got television, you've got DVDs. Everything to make you know the experience for the families seem somewhat normal because of having to go through something like that. I mean, I hope, I don't want anybody to go through that. I wouldn't want to go through that. I have an 8-year-old and a 4-year-old. I would never have to want to face that type of of heartbreak, which that would be. And so what you guys do over there... is absolutely amazing. Well, and it's not coming. just us. It's our community. So we have a lot of volunteer programs. We have our family meal program. We have movie nights. We have activity nights. We have kind of everything that we can bring into a house to help them feel at home without, you know, making getting in their face with it. And maybe, so. Vanessa, before we go, that's probably a big thing. If, if people... Maybe they don't want to raise a glass of Bob's Brown Ale. I'm not sure why, but everyone might have their reasons. Maybe like our buddy Matt's wife. Maybe they're pregnant or something. It doesn't work right now. So if you if you want to do that, She's you can help again. Yeah, oh yeah, they're Catholic, buddy. Oh they're Catholic. <laughs> they're, they're Catholic. Slow down. Yeah, I could. I, I should have schooled you on the Catholicism, man. That's just the way it happens. Those are future Bob's beer drinkers. Yeah, that, that's oh, true. Others for that's sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, if you don't want to drink it, have a pint of uh, Bob's in the next month or so, uh, you can volunteer. Uh, oh, a lot of uh, groups get together, right? Yep. Come out and have nights oh. where they can cook. How can they do that? Uh, they can go onto our website. It's uh, rmhcseattle.org. We have a lot of group opportunities, individual opportunities, and you can look. You can even look at a schedule to see kind of Perfect. the availability. Yeah. And, and you can also donate there, too, as well. If you can't make Absolutely. it out of here tomorrow, but you you still yeah. want to give uh, to the Ronald McDonald House and be a part of the event tomorrow, you can just go to that website and, and make a uh, donation. I think between the three options, volunteering, donations, yeah. or drinking beer, I think we've covered pretty I much everything. I'm not sure what else there is there, yeah. Puck. No. <laughs> Vanessa, thank you so much. Yeah, sure, thank and you so whenever, much And whenever we'll get in game shape next year, if we'd like to be invited back. <laughs> you are for the absolutely Kils- invited back. <laughs> she doesn't mean that. Uh, thank you, Vanessa. Thank you to Manny. Thank you to also Chris, the uh, owner of the Nickerson Street Saloon. Come on by uh, to the Nickerson uh, tomorrow. Come on by now. But also come on by tomorrow, 3 o'clock. They will tap the first keg, uh, 3 o'clock, Bob's uh, Brown Ale. And, again, all proceeds going to the Ronald McDonald House. So many great uh, live auction items uh, coming up tomorrow. The mayor of Maple Valley, Ian Furness, will be sitting in here uh, from 1 to 3. What do you got coming up on the show? Talk about rivalries today, Puck. Uh, Our buddy Roger Levesque is going to join us at 125 because uh, I'm not sure if there's a better rivalry, and we'll talk about that in the Northwest than Seattle v. Portland. Yeah. Beer. Hockey, soccer, all things Seattle versus That video Portland. that I saw that Jackson Feltz put out, the hype video for this match on Sunday, was awesome. one of the uh, the best things I've ever seen. Uh, Bill Kruger, you might remember him. Yeah. Uh, he'll join us at 2 o'clock as well. Okay. Ian Furness, Mayor of Maple yeah. Valley, coming up. Come on by, say hi. He's going to be broadcasting live from the Nickerson Street Saloon from 1 to 3, right by the Fremont Bridge. And then come on by to the Nickerson at 3 o'clock tomorrow. The first keg is tapped of Bob's Brownie. We'll talk to you on Monday. No shirt, no shoes, no dice. Anybody like to smoke some pot? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rob you. But you were.
were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>